0: Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Today we're going to be in Matthew 26, verses 14 through 16, a very short passage that I think has huge implications for the biblical narrative, for God's redemptive plan for the world, and for us personally. If you listened to yesterday's podcast, you heard me say that verses 6 through 13 are very likely out of chronological order. John puts the same scenario on Saturday night before the triumphal entry, not in the middle of Holy Week, but Matthew, for thematic purposes, puts it where he puts it here in chapter 26, and I said yesterday one of those thematic reasons, I believe, is to set up this next passage, which we're covering today. Let me read the passage, and then I'll say more about that. Verse 14. Then one of the twelve, whose name was Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What will you give me if I deliver him over to you? He's talking about Jesus, of course. And they paid him 30 pieces of silver, and from that moment he sought an opportunity to betray him. So Judas is one of Jesus' disciples, And he goes to the chief priests and makes himself available for hire to betray Jesus. What does that have to do with the text before it? Well, it's interesting because just a few verses ago, the disciples were upset with the woman who anointed Jesus with the expensive alabaster ointment, that that ointment wasn't sold and the money given to the poor. So that brings money into the conversation. And it seems to portray the disciples as wanting to do only the most noble things with their resources, with their money. If you contrast that with what Judas does, which is one of the most evil things done for money, to betray the innocent Savior of the world, this is very interesting. And that's not all. If you go to John's account of this same scenario of Mary, the sister of Martha and Lazarus, anointing Jesus in Bethany, not only does John place it on Saturday night like I said earlier, but he gives us some other details that are very interesting interesting in light of what Judas just offered to do for the chief priests and elders for money. Here's what John's account says about Mary anointing Jesus at Bethany. Verse 4 of chapter 12 in John. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was about to betray him, said, Why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? Verse 6, not a good verse for Judas. He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief, and having charge of the money bag he used to help himself to what was put into it. In other words, Matthew's account from yesterday's devotion that said the disciples wanted it sold and the money given to the poor is nuanced by John's account which says actually Judas wanted it sold and given to the poor not because he cared about the poor but because he wanted that money from the sale in the money bags so he could help himself to it. He's a thief. Check this out. Judas has an issue with money and I don't want to pick on Judas too much because honestly we all have issues with different things. You do. I do. And we need to remain vigilant over those areas where we are weak or have weaknesses or propensities to sin. But is it any surprise, and by the way, I say this, understanding God's sovereign plan is being carried out according to his will. Satan doesn't do anything outside of God's will, so God ordained it to happen this way. But when Satan is going to work to get someone to turn to the dark side and do his bidding, in this case, take down the Son of God, is it any surprise that he's going to go after a guy in an area where he has already displayed weakness. Judas has a weakness around money. Judas is dishonest about financial things. Judas, to a degree, is all about the Benjamins. And so if you wanted to get Judas to betray Jesus so he could be destroyed, of course Satan and his agents, the Jewish leaders and elders, don't know that they're playing right into God's plan. But when they want to get something done, is it any surprise that they go after Judas using money? To those of you who, like me, follow Jesus Christ and want our lives to have kingdom impact, we want to Avoid being train wrecked by our own sin so that we can continue to have influence for Christ, for the gospel, for the truth of God's word in this life. This text and what I'm talking about should make you shudder. I know it does me. It's not like you or I are any better or stronger than Judas. We're not. And so if Satan's coming after you like he is, he's a prowling lion seeking to devour and destroy. What is the area of your life, or what are the areas of your life? Where are there propensities for you to sin? Where are you weak? And when you identify that, you've identified with great likelihood the direction Satan's coming at you from. Here's the gospel, friends. Jesus lived a perfect life that we can't live. He died to pay the penalty for sin that we owe God. And he rose again, defeating sin, death, and the power of the devil. We cannot earn salvation. We cannot earn forgiveness by doing anything in our own power. And likewise, we must wholly depend on God by the power of the Holy Spirit to protect us from being victimized by Satan. Satan and our own sin the way that Judas was. And toward that end, I just offer this prayer. Lord, will you save us from ourselves? Will you help us to understand this account of Judas, the areas where he was weak and how Satan exploited that weakness for his purposes? Will you use that to help us be vigilant in our own lives where we are weak? Would you, by your Spirit, protect us? Give us the strength to stand in areas that we can't stand on our own. Keep us from some sort of failure that would discourage discredit our testimony help us to be humble help us to be dependent on you acknowledging that we're not strong enough to wage this battle or win this war in our own strength or by our own conviction thank you for purchasing for us the righteousness that we can't gain ourselves and over all this thank you for being sovereign in control able to use even the most vile schemes of the enemy for your glory and for our good amen
0: the daily dose is a podcast of christian crusaders radio and internet ministry please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which has aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives